0: What's up, Mecca? Coach Misha here, welcoming you to the Mecca cast, the podcast where we talk to Mecca coaches, members, and industry experts to find out who they are, what they do, and how it can help you in your fitness journey. Today, we'll be talking with Devin Harvey, a member of Mount Lebanon. We'll discuss his fitness journey, how he's taking advantage of next level spine and sports services, as well as head coach Don's individualized strength program. Without further ado, let's get started.
1: Hi, this is Devin Harvey. Um, I've been crossfitting on and off for about 10 years, probably equally on as much as off. And I've been at CrossFit Mountain Lebanon for about a year,
0: a little less than a year. So if you want to get into kind of how you started your fitness journey, what kind of stuff did you do when you were a lot younger? And how did that evolve through school and college? Um, My fitness journey,
1: I think like many kids, I was just an active kid. I loved going outside. I loved finding things to get into, wandering the forest, playing in the creeks, things like that. Um, I played t-ball, basketball, I think the major little kid Pop Warner style sports. I played all those in elementary school. Um, Then when I got to middle school, I found skateboarding and was absolutely obsessed. I skated every chance I got, I skated every day at least two to three hours, um, and weekends was all day, every day. And that carried me all the way through high school to college, and then I had a short stint in high school where I played football uh, freshman year, um, just because all my friends did it and I wanted to see what that was about. I turned out being decent at it, um, not because I had any skill, but just because I was bigger than other kids and more athletic than other kids. Um, so I survived there, but still, my heart was with skateboarding. I was the kid that would go to games on Friday and kind of sandbag it so I could go skate after games, um, which looking back in hindsight, I probably I wish I would have taken that a little more seriously. Um, but then that takes me into college. Um, when I got to college, um my friends, they were into lifting weights. i was I'd never really been in the weight room like that. Um, I started going with them, and we were doing. Um, kind of like bro style, bodybuilding, chest day, everyday type workouts. And I did that kind of half-heartedly. And then eventually, just from being around the gym, um, I started taking an interest in basketball. And had never played before really, other than elementary school, um, but just started going to like pick up runs and working out on my own, trying to get better at basketball. Um, And that kind of replaced skateboarding for me in college, and I just became completely obsessed with basketball. Um, And then basketball, wanting to get better at basketball led me to taking the weight room more seriously. So once I had my sights on improving at basketball, I I went into the weight room with a purpose now, to where trying to get my legs stronger, trying to jump higher, trying to get my core and my shoulders stronger, things that will help me on the basketball court. Um, And I think that really drove my interest in fitness so fast forward probably two I think two or three years into college I ended up getting pretty decent at basketball um, then I walked on to the local junior college basketball team which was a crazy experience for me and so much learning all crammed into to such a short amount of time but with being such a late bloomer in basketball and being around kids who had played their whole lives I had just an obsession with telling myself that i wasn't good enough but not in like a self-deprecating way but in a way just to motivate me to keep pushing to try to catch up to the rest of the pack Um, so i kept that attitude and one thing that i used to try to get better at basketball was crossfit and I guess to rewind a little bit, my introduction into CrossFit came from one of my coworkers who had done CrossFit when he was in high school. Um, he was a D1 sprinter at the University of Oregon. So I figured if he's telling me to do this, then he at least knows what he's talking about. So I gave that a try. Um, only with the focus of getting better at basketball and wanting to jump higher. And CrossFit absolutely did that for me. I went from barely being able to dunk off one foot with a running start to being able to dunk two hands off of just standing still and jumping. So I was the biggest CrossFit believer you would ever see. And I still believe in it. <clears throat> so I started CrossFit to propel me at basketball. And once basketball in college was over, I kind of fizzled out on CrossFit, I think more so due to just burnout. And the burnout was all self-inflicted it was all me being a young college kid partying a lot eating terribly not sleeping well but still trying to get in the gym and try to compete with the top athletes in the gym which as you can imagine led to me just overdoing it being burnt out being broken down getting injured and just losing motivation and love for crossfit so i slowly drifted away from crossfit and I decided if I'm not going to CrossFit well I need to do something. So I was like well I'll just go back to the lifting I I was doing before CrossFit. And I don't know if anyone's ever done CrossFit and then tried to go back to regular lifting. It is not exciting. It's not exciting in any shape or form. Um, So needless to say that did not hold my attention for long. Um, At this point as my fitness journey and lifting and working out started fizzling, uh, my career's picking up. And through college, I worked at Costco. Then I ended up getting a job at Nike at the world headquarters um, in Beaverton, Oregon. And now I'm back at a company where fitness and exercise and sport is literally the center of the entire culture of the company. So now I'm in a position to where I need to figure out Where am I going to fit into this lane of fitness and and sport? Um, And oddly enough, my first job at Nike was working at the gym on campus, which was at their front desk. Um, And that was kind of my foot in the door. So I'm working at the gym. I have fitness equipment all around me. I have basketball courts. I have tennis courts. I have everything you can imagine. So naturally, my inclination is to, well, I love basketball, and that's never wavered. So I'm going to just start jumping back in the pickup runs. Um, which was a ton of fun. Um, Helped me meet a lot of people. But as I was still trying to play basketball at a level that I was playing in college, but not doing any of the supporting things like lifting and working out and sleeping well and not taking it seriously, I would play basketball and then i just find myself getting hurt or not being able to keep up or thinking about the the yesteryears of how things used to be and getting upset because they're not that way anymore. Um, so that was kind of a reckoning for me to figure out what, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna just stay frustrated in this lane or am I gonna do something about it? And unfortunately, as my career started picking up and I got different jobs at Nike and I excelled, um, I think like many people that led to me slowly losing activity in my day and falling out of the fitness realm. And before I knew it, I was sitting at a desk eight to nine hours a day just sitting. And The only time I'd get up was to go to the bathroom or go to lunch. And as you can imagine, lunch wasn't a good healthy lunch. (laughs) It's usually like Chipotle or something and not the healthy options. So I guess over the decade, what am I, 33 now? So almost a decade after college, um, I slowly fizzled to a state where I was just sedentary before I could I even realized what happened. And what snapped me out of it, um, I took a promotion at Nike to move out to the East Coast and that moved me out to Washington, DC. Um, and then right when I got there, the pandemic hit. <clears throat> so that threw quite the wrench in my plans. And with the pandemic and everybody working from home, um, I decided to come over to Pittsburgh, which is where my girlfriend Alicia Green was working and living at the time, um, and just do my work from home with her. So that was a blessing in disguise for sure. Um, coming over here and having things closed was also a blessing in disguise because it forced me to find other th- forms of entertainment. and allowed me to focus on this thing that's been in the back of my head forever about refinding my fitness lane and finding my passion for working out again and being active. So with that, um, the pandemic hit and I decided I need to make some changes. And I think the first change I made, I started tracking my food. I think that was the first thing. And I didn't have a plan of like macros or how I wanted to track them. Um, but I just started tracking just so that I'd, I could actually see on paper what I'm consuming and it was extremely eye-opening. <laughs> um, so did that and then my next step after that was I went back to my college way of thinking and was like well I need to get back in the gym I need to lift some weights. Um, so I found a little gym over in Bloomfield that was still operating I don't know if they're supposed to be operating, but operating through the pandemic. And it was just a bodybuilding gym. So I was in there lifting probably three to four days a week, um, not seeing a ton of progress, but still feeling good that I was doing something. Um, so then after I got on a lifting train, um, one of my good friends out in Oregon is a nutritionist and she was posting things on, on Instagram one of the like, ask me any question things that people post. So I just started asking her things about macros and how do you know what to do and this and that. And just started working with her. And she absolutely changed my life Um, and my relationship with food and how I look at fueling your body for sport and fueling your body for proper sleep and recovery and all of that. Um, That was life changing. So I started working with her, got on a macro plan. dropped quite a bit of weight i think at my heaviest i was like 340 and right now i'm down to 265. so that's what i mean when i say the pandemic was a blessing in disguise for me um, because it helped me refocus and i think after the nutritionist the other major 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 thing that i can't stress enough that was that helped me was just increasing my daily activity outside of the gym the gym was great but i found What really moved the needle for me was just going on walks or doing chores or gardening or walking the dog or just doing these other daily activities um, that helped me avoid just being sedentary. And in the movement, not only did the weight come off, I started noticing things like sleep going better. I started noticing little injuries healing themselves. yeah, those things, I just, these other things that I would never, I never planned on improving, just started improving themselves. Um, and then lastly, the last thing was just working on my mobility. I think that was what rounded it out. Um, working my mobility, feeling good in the way that I was moving, um, whether it's lifting, lifting weights or playing basketball or skateboarding, just improving all of that, because I lost a ton of flexibility and mobility just from sitting at a desk is what I believe. (laughs) Um, So then after I got on the fitness journey through the pandemic, I was feeling good. And I was like, well, the gym got boring again, as I I knew it would from the beginning. And that's when I kind of fell back into CrossFit, um, a different gym in Pittsburgh. Started over there and I was there for probably three months. Three or four months and then we ended up moving from Bloomfield to Dormont and as you know Dormont's right down the street so in my head I was like this is perfect I can walk two miles to the gym do a workout walk two miles home and that's almost enough activity for the day if I did nothing else which I still try to do other things Um, but that's what led me to CrossFit Mount Lebanon and I can't even I can't even tell you how impressed I've been with this gym and the staff and the facilities and the members um, and in my day I've been to probably been members of probably seven or eight different CrossFits and this is easily the best CrossFit bar none that I've ever been to and it's it's actually it's made my fitness journey for me.
0: Now, where does all this motivation come from? You talked a lot about whenever you were younger, just wanting to get into a lot of different sports first because it was just something that your friends did. And then later after the pandemic hit, you talked about trying to rediscover that and trying to optimize a lot of different parts of your life. Do you have a few role models that you look after? Was it maybe your parents that really instilled it coaches in your past in school. Where does where do you feel that motivation really comes from? From you, I actually think <clears throat> I, um, I actually think
1: first and foremost I got to give it to my parents. I come from two military parents, so there was always a certain level of expectation around anything you did. Where if you're going to do it, you're going to do it full speed. Um, So that would be the first part, but the rest, I think, mainly comes from skateboarding, um, surprisingly enough. So if you think about skateboarding, it's a completely individual sport. So when I'd go out and skateboard for hours and hours and hours, it was just me. And I would sometimes try to learn a trick, and I'd battle it for two, three, sometimes four hours just trying to land it once. And then if I think back on that, there wasn't a team pushing me to do that. There wasn't a coach telling me to do that. I wouldn't be letting anybody down if I didn't proceed and succeed at this, but the, the desire to prove to myself that I could do it is what keeps you going on your skateboard. So unknowingly as a kid growing up and spending all these years skateboarding, I was teaching myself how to fail over and over and over again and still get back up and try again. Um, obviously, I love the sport and it's a ton of fun, but now in my older my older age, my older years, I can definitely see the value that that taught me just to how to fail and keep getting back up.
0: Now here at Crossing Mount Lebanon in Mecca Fitness, we have one of Next Level Spine and Sports offices, and you've definitely taken advantage of that fact. How have you utilized them to try to optimize different parts of your performance?
1: Well, for Next Level, um, I guess I should start with kind of my injury history. Um, Growing up, my primary sports, as I mentioned earlier, was skateboarding and basketball. So as you can imagine, it's just tons and tons of jumping, tons of load on your knees, tons of demand on your legs, hips, ankles, all of that. So I can remember having knee, knee problems or knee pain as early as like 13, but never really taking it seriously or maybe resting a little till the pain goes away and just get back to it. Um so I dealt with knee pain on and off for since I was thirteen. And now then I got to a point to where once I jumped back into CrossFit let me back up a little. Another thing that inspired my reintroduction into fitness um was just noticing that my ability to do things, it was getting it's just getting harder to do things. I'd go out and play basketball, I'd go skateboard, and the things that I used to be able to do easily are now just more challenging. And I don't think it was due to age, I think it's just due to being sedentary. I think it was due to not taking care of your body, um, eating poorly, not sleeping well, those things. So when I got back, the pandemic hit, and I got back into my fitness journey, um, the natural next step, once I joined CrossFit and we're doing all these functional movements, squatting, um, deadlifting, lunging. Is And I was I always have ways to work around the pain. But now that I'm trying to be smarter about the fitness thing and think of this long term, um, I decided I need to actually address it. I need to see a professional and figure out how to get rid of the pain because I, I don't believe that this is normal at this age. That I shouldn't be feeling debilitated. So my theory was address it now so that I can move and be active in fitness, hopefully into my 60s and 70s. Um, so that's what brought me to a doctor a doctor in Pittsburgh that referred me to a different physical therapist who I went to for three to four months and just didn't have a great experience. Um, it was very, very, very traditional physical therapy to where you go in. Um, they do a little assessment on you, and then they give you a list of exercises to do at home. And then you come in once a week, and you do your exercises there. And I just didn't feel like it was, I didn't feel like that physical therapist knew what I was trying to accomplish. So for example, I went there and I had knee problems, She and she told me squatting hurts, well maybe you should stop squatting, or maybe your body isn't meant to squat. And that just sounded like The most absurd thing that I could ever hear Um, and a little background I was a human physiology major in college so I was I wasn't completely clueless about the body so for her to say that to me was kind of like okay well that's your opinion but I don't I don't agree with that and I don't want that to be the fate for my the rest of my life just to never squat again like how are you gonna go to the bathroom (laughs) or how are you gonna sit down in the car um So from there, I stopped going there. And then when I got to CrossFit Mount Lebanon, um, I discussed the injuries with Dylan. And I was in class one day. And I was talking to Dylan about my knees. And he pointed to the back of the gym and said, you should go talk to that guy. He's a physical therapist. Or he's a acupuncturist. Not acupuncture, I'm sorry. Um, Chiropractor, yes. Um, You should go talk to him. And I went and talked to Bryn. Um, He gave a real quick assessment just right there in the gym. Um, in his free time, which I was extremely grateful for and his confidence in the ability to solve the problem was through the roof, which instilled confidence in me in coming to next level. So, from there I scheduled an appointment, um, Brent did his assessment on me, he did some soft tissue work with his hands and some of his tools he has at his disposal and we started on a program from there to try to address the knees and
0: slowly but surely they got better and are still getting better. Now, in addition to Nexel, you've also discussed with Coach Dylan and have been pursuing his individualized strength program recently. What was the process of going through that and what were your goals with that specifically? So I ended up at the strength
1: track because with my physical therapy with Bren, um, so my knee problems I was dealing with is called patellar tendinopathy. And with any tendinopathy, it is paramount that you stress the tendon just enough to cause a stimulus and get, a, get an evolutionary reaction out of it, but you don't want to overdo it. So I was doing physical therapy with Bren um, and doing classes, doing wads, and I felt like progress wasn't going as quickly as I wanted. And admittedly I'm just an impatient person when it comes to things like that um, and so then I approached Dylan and I was talking about the knee situation and coincidentally he also dealt with the same knee situation so I also felt very confident talking to him about it and he was talking about what helped him was stopping he didn't do CrossFit and just focused on strength just focused on very deliberate and surgical about what he was doing in the weight room, um, around his knees. And he said he saw great success. And then I saw him post a video, I think probably most of you guys saw it, where he was squatting over 400. Um, And that just gave me all the hope in the world. And I was like, well, whatever he's doing, I'm definitely gonna try to figure out how to get on that. And that's when I approached Dylan about strength and with the goal of repairing these old knees, but also fixing imbalances and trying to get a good, strong strength pier- like base of my pyramid that I can build and use throughout my entire fitness journey. So that's my goal right now with the strength stuff. Um, Dylan's been great about that. I didn't have to do any sort of like strength assessment. Um, I think just because I've been in class along long and Dylan has seen. Day to day, what I've been going through, and I talked to him so often. Um, But I was interested in the strength assessment. He told me I didn't, he doesn't think that was necessarily needed. But down the road, if for whatever reason I feel like um, we
0: reach that point, then I'd be happy to do that as well. You've talked a lot about kind of the small steps you've taken to kind of kickstart or reignite your fitness journey. What things can you recommend for others who are looking to maybe rekindle that? interest back into fitness? What kind of like small steps, just very small and minor things people can do to just like make really positive changes to try to improve their lifestyle and health?
1: Oh man, where do I start? Um, I, I think I first wanna just say any major progress that I've made in fitness or where I'm at today is completely built off very small steps. Very small wins, very small baby steps, taking it one day at a time um I talk to my family a lot because my family in general in general has a history of just pretty poor health and exercise um, routines once they get later in life and I tell them the biggest thing they could do to make a change I think is just move more get up off the couch um, don't sit at your desk stand at your desk um, get up do some chores don't have someone go get you a drink get up and go walk to get a drink things like that i think make the absolute world of difference that would be my first recommendation is just find ways to move Um, if the grocery store is close walk to the grocery store don't drive if it's a big parking lot. Park at the back of the parking lot and walk to the store. Things like that, I think, made a huge difference. And they just got me in the habit of moving more. So now when I move or walk somewhere, it's not its not even a thought. You just get up and do it. And it feels good to do. Um, and then other than that, I would say really, really, really play small, achievable goals. Because those small, achievable goals that you hit, <clears throat> those are going to excite you and motivate you to achieve that next small goal and that next small goal. And then before you know it, your momentum is just like a snowball rolling downhill and you're just picking up so much steam. Whereas I've made the mistake many, many, many times where you just set these big goals in the beginning and seemingly I would just never achieve them. I would never hit them because maybe it was motivation, maybe it was discipline. I don't know what exactly it was, but once I started setting smaller goals that are more realistic and attainable, then I feel like things just really took off. And the last thing I would say is patience. Um, As somebody who struggles with patience, especially in the fitness world, that was the biggest thing, probably the hardest thing for for me to overcome. But once I wrapped my head around the idea that this is a marathon, this fitness journey is a marathon. And... It's gonna go late into my 60s, 70s, and 80s. Um, There is no rush. There is no rush for me to hit my one rep PR. There is no rush for me to increase my Diane time. It's all about making the small, small gains, small sustainable gains so that you can do this for the rest of your life.
0: That was my conversation with Devin Harvey, who had great insights on how to refine that interest in fitness and how to set small steps towards big goals. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach us. We're Mecca Fitness on all social medias. Be sure to stay safe and have a great class.